All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome everyone to the BS Wrestling Report this week. My name is Brian. With me, we got Steve. That's me. It is March 13th, 2014. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the Raw recap we're going to go over. We're also going to go over some old school moments this week in the WWE Network, what they did on the top 10. Um, we got a few other things we're going to go over, some old school moments, Superstar of the Week. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian Rampa. That's B R Y O N R O M P A. And then you can follow Steve at Darned Buffalo 55. That, and that, Steve, we're going to have to get into this right away. Just tap in. Why is your Twitter handle Darned Buffalo 55? That's an, that is a very, very good question. I, I get that question maybe once or twice a week. And <laughs> when I bought an Xbox One, and I was a PlayStation guy. Yes, you and were. I needed to sign up for the Xbox Live because they make you do it or else you can't use it. Pretty much. And, and I didn't know what to think of. So I said, all right, you can give me a name. And it was Darned Buffalo 55. So I just rolled with it. That was just the automatic fill in of a name? Boom. Darned Buffalo 55. And it, and it kind of fit. So I was like, you know what? I like that. I like it. it. Let's go with it. That's what I did. All right. Well, first things first on the show. Let's discuss Raw and recap over what happened over this week. Started out with the uh, Hogan in the ring introducing the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, let's get your recap, your take on that. Complete shit. You don't like it? I uh, dude. Um, the the Hulkster could stick with his restaurant and his beach shop down here in Florida. Other than that, I'm tired of his shtick. This Andre the Giant thing. I mean, come on. It, it really. A stupid battle royal at WrestleMania. How how much more worse is WrestleMania gonna fucking get? Yeah, I mean, I guess if they were to create something to go with it, um, like how they built the Money in the Bank off of, out of WrestleMania, but uh, there's there's nothing on the line like a, a trophy and a pat on the back. All right, here's it. Here it is. You're gonna win it. Two seconds later, I'm gonna smash your fucking trophy. Yeah, good old, pull a good old Bret Hart and stomp the trophy in the middle of the ring. Boom. That, that's exactly what's going to happen. And someone like, um, let's see, I'm going to say right now, Dolph Ziggler is going to win it. Yeah, it's kind of like a mid-card. It's basically replacing what I see as the Money in the Bank match uh, that is now given its own given its own pay-per-view. And, you know, nobody, they don't need, they're not having that match at WrestleMania anymore. So they're giving a bunch of mid-card guys a, a somewhat of a, a, a little bit of a light to shine on. A little bit of a light to shine, but not much to work with if you ask me. Uh, no, because the Battle Royals kick, punch, throw over the rope, kick, punch, throw over the rope, kick, punch, throw over the rope. Yeah, and it's, so not, it's just going to be mid-card workers that is just giving everybody a shot at WrestleMania at least. Which is, which is, which is okay. You know, they, they busted their butts, but I just I think a realistic winner. I mean, I, I've seen, I know it's two people in it, and runs Ryberg, and the other <laughs> one is Dolph, and Dolph is taking it. Oh, or we can only cross our fingers. How did you feel about the transition from John Cena going into the match and then instantly removing himself and challenging Bray Wyatt? It took him long enough to make that match happen. I, um, yeah, they've been I, dancing around that topic for the last three months. Yes, since since uh, since Rumble. Yeah. Um, I I think that match will be. I honestly think Cena's Cena's really impressed me lately, and I think. That match will um, tear the roof off the joint. I really do. By far the best moment, um, John Cena when he started tearing apart Bray Wyatt. 
<laughs> and referred to him as uh, Jimmy Buffett and went over <laughs> a couple of those and started singing Margaritaville, called him a... Uh, I can't remember the exact quote that he had, but man, it made me laugh out loud. I'll have to look that up and see if I can't remember what he said exactly. Miss Senior Cena is on point, and um, right after he, you know, he was uh, mocking him, you know, calling him Jimmy Buffett. He had a match with Eric Rowan. Yep, went with Eric Rowan. Man, that boy, that, that ginger can work. He is a good worker. He's got to give his own little time to shine, but yeah, he's got some potential in there. There's some, you know. I wouldn't say he's necessarily going to shoot up to superstar status right away, but you know he's got some good mid card work going for him. I think he can make a little name for himself, build upon something. Yeah, well, you said that word mid card. They don't have one of those in the WWE. So as soon as you know Bray Wyatt breaks off, <laughs> let's bury him. Yeah, well, I mean, what should happen and what will happen are two like, different things. Two, yeah, yeah, tomato, tomato. Yeah, they're definitely, definitely two, two different things. But I thought the match was. I thought it was a really. That was entertaining. It was. It was a good match. You know, Cena can entertain this. This uh, was it Eric? Or, uh, yeah, Eric Rowan. I almost said yeah. Luke Harper, the other guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, they teased it at the end with the the Wyatts. You know, surrounding the ring. I really wish they would have you know broken Hogan's hip. You know, but <laughs> um, man, yeah, that, dude, those those three dudes plus Cena, something about it. I'm just. I am I am like a five year old again. I don't quite have the hatred you do for Cena and some of the um, the quote unquote legends that come back and forth in and out. I I like to see you know that old school vibe, that nostalgia feel. Now I don't want to see Hogan in the ring by any means, but just for him to come out and poke his head around and give a couple brothers and swing his hands around, you know, hyping well, up I, the crowd. Something about it just kind of makes you remember why you started watching wrestling. Yeah, but I mean, it was cool ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, but that, you know, I know I'm you at. you have a little more hatred towards him. Yeah, I, I, I'm just an, I'm over it. I move on. I'm over it. Retire. Go. They like said, kick it on the beach. You yeah. own a bar. Chill <laughs> there. It's okay. Speaking of moving on, as we moved on to the next segment of Raw, oh. that was uh, basically the portion, the whole Triple H, um, demanding that you know Daniel Bryan apologize to him. They're him and Stephanie hooting and hollering, and uh, we go into that. So what do you think about that whole angle that they're building up with Triple H and uh, Mr. Daniel Bryan? Austin McMahon, a 2014. And if you ask me, it still works today. It does because Daniel Bryan is an everyday guy that people can relate to. He's got the shaggy beard, the long hair. Dude, he's, he's shorter than me, and I'm six foot tall. Yeah, he just and that that whole um, Austin McMahon um, and then replacing it now with Daniel Bryan and Triple H is it's always relatable because anybody you point at, even a wrestling fan or not, everybody wants to slap their boss. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I like to punch the owner of my company in the face. He is a solid dude, but um, I don't care I who you are. Like it just it's that fighting authority. It's that you know, and not no, no pun intended, but. You know, fighting the boss, fighting you know whoever you can't really yell at and scream at. That's that's who you're going after there. Yeah, yeah, and I and I and I like that. And plus, you know, uh, Trips is well, he's he's you know he's Triple H, and then Daniel Bryan, that guy's fucking hot as a match. Yeah. What did you um, leading the second part of this after uh, Triple H came out and they were demanding their apology? They. Uh, they pulled D-Generation X members. New Age Outlaws came out and did a little commentary on the stick there for the uh, Usos versus Ryback and Curtis Axel in a non-title match. Non-title. 
non-title. I don't think you should be able to have just title matches and have them be non-title. If you own have the title, it should always be on the line. Yes, yes. If you have it, I it's, mean, it's let, like the hardcore belt. Let's be honest, guys. It's all pre. It's all scripted out here. You know, you're not going to lose it. We can put it on the line every time. Especially to those two bums. Exactly. Um, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, the Usos coming in. Um, I'm. I like the Usos. There's a lot of energy there. But what I am not. Um, what I'm not too happy about in seeing them working with is that same. That hot tag, the super kick, hot tag splash. Yeah. Like every time it gets set up, and it got a little, it got a little spotty on this one where they were waiting for. Um, I can't remember who was on the outside of the ring. It was either Ryberg or Curtis, but nonetheless, he was he had fallen down after they had tipped him, thrown him out of the ring, tipped him out, and uh, he just he he was taking his sweet time to stand up and whatever one of the Usos was hopping and jumping around and it was like, well, what are you doing? Why are you just jumping around? And then, oh, yeah, yeah he had to go out for the the hot tag in the air. Uh, I don't know. This spot's – it's a sweet spot. It worked good when they won the title. It You know, it, it went over great. But yeah. to do it again, like we'll go back to the watering hole, I don't think that should be like their finisher is to go with a super kick, hot tag, super fly splash. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you noticed when um, who was it flying through the air? It was the tan one, the one with the tan and the face paint. <laughs> the one with the he had. Do you have ten fingers? He did. He All did. Right. He I was, remember he was who it is. Yes. He was flying through the air and he like kind of turned halfway and did a little little DX. Yeah, I mean that was sweet. Like he's giving that little chop and you know yeah. they're building that up. And I know again, you know the the outlaws have had their day in the sun, but you know you got to look at what they've done from coming back and they've really pop this tag team you know tag team wrestling back into the forefront of wrestling they did and the one thing i'm still i'm still waiting to find that you know that that uh that bret hart that Shawn michaels that um, that standout kid boom i'm still waiting to see that of the usos we know who it is of the outlaws that's billy we knew who it was out of cody and damien damien sandow that was in my opinion it was cody yeah um, so you're well, you know, yet, to... but you know, we'll go back to the outlaws. You've got, you know, obviously Billy can work, but you've got if you didn't have Road Dog on the stick, that entrance, that it's being stuck. able to call those, you know, and that introduction and that thing, you wouldn't have remembered him otherwise. Because look at Billy, he bounced around for a couple years with the <laughs> who was managing him there for a hot second, the Honky Tonk Man. He... Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> I think yeah. you're right. Exactly. No. Nobody remembered though. Now, now, speaking of someone on a stick, that brings us to our next contest, which was uh, Big E versus Jack Swagger with with uh, good old Dutch Mantel, Zeb Coulter. Yeah, old Dutch. This thing, um, I'm hoping they split those guys apart pretty quick here, the real Americans. Yeah. Big E, I, I see... I don't know. He's he's got some potential in there. I think he needs to be given a little more time. I don't think they need to push, try and put him over so much. I think it'll just happen naturally. I think they're just trying to put too much momentum behind him. Uh, it's not working. I don't think he um, needs he 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 doesn't need that stra- that that belt. That belt he has is for the the Dolph Ziggler's. Yeah. The it, Antonio Cesaro's. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I can't disagree. I'd love to create a great, you know, moment here and us arguing about that. But, you know, it is what it is. The guy's got really no personality. No. Um, if, you know, he's got the physical capability, but we got to give mm-hmm. him some personality. Um, 
again, basically, I think the main point of this match was getting in there and creating, hopefully, some kind of moment, some kind of match here in the near future. I don't know if it's necessarily a Mania match, but, uh, you know, getting Cesaro and Jack Swagger to feud of some kind and build it up with, you know, who who knows what Zeb Coulter, where they're going to throw old Dirty Dutch Mantel in at. I think on April 2nd, 2014, you'll see the match. Yeah. Along with now, Brock Lesnar versus Taker, but go ahead. Do you think they're going to try and... Obviously, they're wanting Cesaro. He's becoming quite the breakout star. He's picking up some momentum. Um, yes. Do you think they're looking to push Cesaro and just kind of keep burying an old swagger in the, the bottom of the barrel there and letting him kind of root around? Well, the swag man had his shot last year, but he kind of smoked that away. Yeah, he was having... <laughs> if you get your drift there, if you're picking yeah. up what we're talking about... Yeah, he kind of, he kind of, he kind of eighteen grams, eighteen grams. Right, so that's that's an RVD reference. Um, but uh, yeah, he kind of smoked that away and um, ended up losing at Mania. I believe it was the ADR, Mister Alberto Del Boring. Yeah, and, speaking of no personality there. Yeah, hitting the fucking nail on the head. Um, I think Cesaro will. He's 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 the Shawn Michaels. He's the Bret Hart. He's. Yeah, he's that next guy. I think there's something uh, that they can work with in there. As long as uh, you know WWE doesn't get their head, you know, leave their head up their ass, they can they got make this happen. Wor- yeah. They got something working. Yes, they do. All right, I would call this now moment the DVR moment of the week. The Undertaker coming out and addressing uh, Paul Heyman and all that. I just. Moved on right through that, pretty much. I watched that in seven-second bursts as I skipped through it. Yeah, I, I, I wish I had a DVR just so I could uh, pause it and fast-forward. I had to go through uh, that one pretty quick because, well, A, his entrance is a little uh, overwhelming. I get it for the big times. Like, I, I get it at, like, a mania. You know what I'm saying? He's coming back. If he's going to do his thing, whatever, he's going to. But uh, do we really have to do that raw, the whole thing? He's got to stand there and stick his tongue out. I get the point. Jesus, move on. Yeah. So, ah, ah, wow, sounds like someone with me and Hogan. Okay. Yeah, it's just, you know, I, I don't mind a taker. I respect what he's done and where he's at and what he can do and his body's been through and everything. But, you know, let's move on here. Let's let's just, you know, make it happen. Okay. All right. I don't so, know. Uh, so, what does that bring us to? So now we're coming up to, uh, there was that middle segment we kind of skipped over. It was just that backstage interview where they were trying to get, uh, where Kane made the Gold Dust Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns tag match. Oh man, I'm glad. I'm glad good old Kane had the know-all to make that match. Yeah, why is that? Those those four dudes. What man, you put those four numbskulls in, in a ring together and they something's, are just, something's happening. Man, it just it, it, it gets me excited in my shorts. It does. Um what do you think about let's just, you know, not really off topic here, but we'll just kind of mm-hmm. th- throw Gold Dust name around here for a little bit and how you feel that what he's honestly really doing. I mean, do you feel that he's... I think he's almost better than he's been. I think he is, too. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think he could hold, you know, I'm not giving a main event status on any level of any kind, but I just think he's coming back. He's. I think he's what's holding the tag. You know, as a tag team, he's doing great because they can... I don't think Cody's. Cody's got a lot of potential, but I don't think he's at that level yet to go on his own and uh, he needs somebody there to kind of feed off of and it, I think it works good with the whole brother thing going on but I think you know 
he's giving Cody his shot and he's helping Cody get a shot. I mean, you know, Goldust's head is turning the sun. I think it's really just helping to get his brother over overall so eventually they can break him away and get him going in singles to action. Even though Cody had it. Cody brought back that white icy belt. Don't forget that. He did. He did. But what he's doing for his brother is a good thing. And, he, you know, also, you know, good old Dustin Runnels is having another, you know, another run. Just I think he's ha- I think he's having fun finally. Yeah, I think I don't. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with him backstage. I never really looked that much into him when he was. Mm-hmm. You know, they would just show him. All he would have to come in, get in the one piece jumpsuit there, paint his hair and face for a thirty second spot backstage where Ron Simmons would just yell "damn" at him. Damn. It didn't yep. like really. They did all that work. I didn't know why they weren't giving him TV shots, and I don't know what he's done now to earn these TV shots back. But I don't know if he was got himself clean. I don't know if it was. You know, put his personal life back together. I don't know what it was, but he's done something right, and I think it's you know, I think it's working. It's pay- it's paying off for the man, and like I said, with those matches with uh, Rollins and Reigns, those two guys, you know, Seth oh. Rollins is uh, that guy setting the world on fire. That guy is an athlete. And then Roman Reigns did that kick from the floor again on Monday. Yes, where he just like. It's almost like a bro kick kind of super kick from the floor, but he's on the floor and kicks the guy that's in the ring, like with his head hanging on the apron. I don't know. It's uh that's damn impressive. It's 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 very very ath- athletic. Um, and those those two dudes, they have uh, they have the world ahead of them. I really want to see Seth Rollins in a ladder match. Uh, yeah, because I think he could if he was just given kind of a blank canvas. I think he could paint a pretty picture similar to maybe uh you know, an, an early Jeff Hardy. Um, oh, with, yeah, Jeff with, Hardy, yeah. With being creative, I think, you know, you could get a lot done there. Yeah, it would be um, definitely, I think, I know, I, mean, I would be on the edge of my seat just waiting for, the, you know, if they could that moment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, I'm sitting there on pins and needles waiting to jump up and be like, holy shit, you know. We'll get a, here's, here's, here's Steve's dream match. We'll get a Seth Rollins and then we will go back to maybe 99, and we'll pull 1999 Shane McMahon up oh, for man. Seth Rollins versus Shane McMahon in, like, a ladder match and just that, watching bodies that, hit the floor. That would be absolute money because Shane O'Mac, he could perform. Yes. Let's, that uh, man put his ass on the line. He did for <laughs> for, for, for really no reason, but just to uh, maybe get his dad's approval, that head nod from... Uh, Pops there, from good old Vinnie Mac. So next on the docket, I mean, we had the winners of that match was Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. I, they're of just course. they're put, they're putting something good together there. Those guys are you know those are money in the bank right there. Yes. Next match was the Bella Twins versus the Diva Champion AJ Lee and whatever her name is Tamana Tamina whatever. And well, that was recapping that women's match. And on to next we have. The, the big segment, <laughs> the big segment, the Daniel Bryan Occupy Raw protest. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run away. With, I'm gonna run off with this one. Okay. So if any idiot watching Raw didn't think Daniel Bryan wasn't gonna be in the world title match, don't ever fucking turn on the TV again. Please do <laughs> me a favor. Shut the fucking thing off. <laughs> I can't argue with you. That, that, I mean, they it. were obviously they told a good they told a good story building up to it, and uh, it worked out. You know, works out pretty good. Give Triple H a little WrestleMania moment again. Um, let Triple H help put over a young guy. You know, and they can keep that building it up. I mean, what they've done with him, even though as much as they've quote unquote buried him, 
they've they you know, have, they they, they, they have but haven't they've buried them in the storyline but built them up in real life the people yes yeah. um, I tell you, it, 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 it will be it will open mania the segment um I liked it. You know, they called all those guys in. They all had the shirts on and they're chanting oh, yeah. yes and everything. I did find it hilarious when Triple H was making fun of the fat guy up front and kept <laughs> saying that his face was getting red and he was all getting out of breath and not to stop, keep going, chubby. <laughs> that 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 really made me chuckle, chuckle. And then uh, it showed some good Triple H comedy too when he was able to come out and of his shell a little bit, yeah, out of his shell a little bit and not be that grumpy like boss character that they've created with him. But he was able to, he, he just like. I don't know. He's like, oh, you petered out on me. I thought you guys had more in you. All right, now get yeah. the hell out of my ring. <laughs> he had fun, but that match that match will open up Mania. Daniel Bryan has to have his WrestleMania moment, or else that fucking building will be torn down. That or the main event's going to blow. Uh, if All right, if, if Daniel Bryan's not in the title match, the main event will not be the world title match. Yeah, no, then it'll be, yeah, it'll be like a mid-card match, basically. It'll be, it'll be, they'll put Brock and Taker at the end. Um, I did find it, you know, like I said, it was very entertaining. I thought it was great. Obviously, if you bought any of it, that it was like really a shoot that these guys, you know, just jumped the barricade and occupied Raw and whatever. Um, again, please don't watch wrestling ever again. Yeah. Um, second thing is I thought it was a little cheesy, the fact that, you know, those two security guards that were just like, like, oh, I'm going to go walk down to the ring, and then they didn't move. I don't know. It was a little cheesy acting, a little soap opera, a little uh-huh. too soap opera-esque for me there a little bit. But still, it was funny. It was good. It built up the yes. moment. The crowd was real hot. Yes. I'd, I'd like to have been there to witness that moment. Um, I, Me too. But the only thing, the other thing that bothered me was the other shithead that had his digital camera out sticking it right in front of Brian, Dan- or, uh, Brian Daniels, okay. Daniel Bryan's face. I called him by his real name there. Yeah, you did. Me and him are homies. We kick it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. But he just kept taking pictures of him. It's like right there. The, the camera is like there for the shot of, you know, Brian talking. And uh, there he goes. This kid's taking pictures of him so he can post them on his Facebook page. Look at how close I was to his beard. You would have done the same thing, so shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, but watching that kid right there in front of the camera was oh. bugging me. I am a picture whore. I would have been doing selfies with him, though. <laughs> Selfies. Wow, don't ever say that again. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So that brings us to the next segment. Next part of the that we moved into was the the match that we you were able to vote for on the WWE app. The street fight ended up being voted in first. Oh, Sheamus and Christian for Sheamus, the time. Sheamus and Christian. Um, Sheamus wins. All right. Good. Yeah. I don't. I just. Damn it! Like what? I don't understand, like, Christian. I just have, like, I used to, you know, obviously. I was a peep. Damn near, yeah, well, the peeps. And even his time in TNA was pretty hot. Like, he, he had some good moments. and he did, But it was just, they brought him back. And, I mean, I mean guarantees probably making more money than he did at TNA. But I don't know. It was better just, uh, he better be. I don't know. My main question that I have for this whole, um, for this WWE, the, the app and the voting and picking of the three matches do you think it's Do you think it's real, or you think it's 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 a work? I think it's rigged like no other. Think so? Oh yeah. I hate they, that. I hate the fact that we agree because then it doesn't make for good conversation, and we don't argue because I think it's rigged too. I think it's. I think they're working us at least on some of them. They may let right. some of them shoot, but they're letting some of them because all of a sudden they were ready for this Memphis street fight. 
that Lawler had been, you know, pushing for the whole night. All of a sudden, they had guitars and drums and everything. You know what? No, fuck you. That was a legit vote. You think so? No. (laughs) You can't even fake argue it. You can't even give me a work argument. No, 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 no. It's 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 all it's all it's all BS. I mean, I you know. hit the nail on the head. How are they going to suddenly have a guitar, eight rolls of barbed wire, a shotgun, <laughs> and a man with one eye ready for a match? You know. Yeah, a stuffed it's, buffalo and a salt shaker. You know, it's it's it just that's not stuff you have laying around the house every day. And if you do, check yourself into a mental ward. Yeah. The uh, the spot at the end, the the brogue kick through the through the bass drum was a little cheese ball for me too. Yeah, so is Sherman. I'm ready for him to go away again for a while. Yeah. Either go away or go heal. Other than that, stay the fuck off my TV. Yeah, we move into a little backstage segment of Batista and Randy Orton bitching about Triple H's decision to Brad Maddox and blah, blah, blah. Wake me up when it's over. Whatever. And they made the tag match for the big show and Daniel Bryan versus Batista and RKO. Um, I don't know. You know, it had Daniel Bryan in it, so I was kind of interested in watching him wrestle and, you know, whatever and do his thing. But Orton, Batista, Big Show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are we still talking about it? Yeah, that's about, uh, you know, what I give it of that. There was, there was some good spots in the match, but, you know, it was what it was. Yeah, it Kind of took Raw on, on a poopy end, if you ask me. I agree with you 100%. Overall, um, to me, the show was pretty lackluster. The only thing I got out of it was they finally... Uh, the Occupy did, Raw. They finally put a, something to that and got Daniel Bryan involved in the main event match. That, that's the only thing I... Well, in the, in the Shield. Well, shield. the Shield. They're always fun to watch. Yeah, so that my, my superstar of the week uh, would probably go to Triple H. For just the performance that he gave... Uh, yeah. Yep. Shit, I like what I'm saying, man. This whole this week was a it was a rough week. It was a good I don't know if you want to look at it as a story building week or something, but holy crap, they didn't give me much to work with here. Well, I was either going with Triple H or Nikki Bella. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go. I'm going to give mine to the Shield. Just the, the well, not the whole to to the tag match. That tag match, um, you know, Roman Reigns that kick from the floor get me every that- time. Yeah, that guy is. Uh, I like that tag match. I give my my super. I guess I'm giving it as a superstars. My the, the you know the standout stars of the week. I'd give back to the Shield, Seth Rollins, to Henry Rollins and Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that, that's, I, that's that's legit. What do we what do we got next on the docket? So after we uh, cover the old Raw, there you got a good old what we like to call old school moment. Old 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 school. <laughs> wow, that was bad. Uh... Cool, so what do you got for me? Well, it looks like we've got the old school moment of the week is two thousand from 2004, Trish the Dish Stratus versus Lita on a Raw main event. For the women's title, that, that match, about nine and a half minutes long. I watched it again today. That was exciting. Yeah? Oh, I, I, see, I, got, I, got, I heard an interview with... Trish the Dish and Jim Ross and they were talking about it I'm like you know what I'm going to watch this match and I just watched it, it was, I, I didn't fast forward through it at all in most women's match people just go to the fridge or do whatever <laughs> I sat there and watched the whole friggin thing they, those two chicks put on a hell of a show they were, they were spot on the crowd was over it was in Lita's home, you know, home state of North Carolina uh-huh. it, 
Lita ended up taking the strap from uh, Trish, which uh, was kind of expected because it was, you know, in her home state. But, man, it, to me, it tore the house down. And the, for them to put a women's match um, yes. as a main event on Raw was, uh, it says something there for that they had at least a little bit of faith in that match there and for them to get the crowd to pop. Yes, and one thing that Trish said today that I always thought was wonderful, she said she hates the term diva. She's not a diva. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the diva either. I actually like where TNA took their women and called them knockouts. She's a wrestler. Well, they don't even have rest, professional wrestling men anymore there, Trish. Oh, they have superstars. <laughs> they have superstars. They that don't have term, wrestlers. Yeah, that term's thrown around pretty friggin' loosely. Um, I mean, keep in mind they're calling Big E and um, Yoshitatsu a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshitatsu. Yeah, Yoshi Tater Tot. Um, I don't know how much of that match you remember. To me, I just thought it was absolutely wonderful, and I'm, gl- I'm glad uh, Trish the Dish, my boo, brought it up so I could watch it. Is, so that's your that's your old school moment to go back and recap on? That's mine, yes. You may have a different one if you do, by all means. I'm going to go with yours this week. It was, uh, it was an interesting match to putting, you know, something to go back and remember. Of maybe, uh, maybe some of the divas nowadays can go back and look at a match and uh, see what women's wrestling was all about, you know, even from 2004. It's not even that long ago. It was 10 years ago, but, you know, get an idea. We're not talking about Fabulous Moolah here. We're talking go back 10 years and look what some of the chicks were doing. Yep, and the I mean, about six years, six seven years later, we almost had the match that was that everybody everybody wanted this match. If you didn't want this match, you're fucking stupid. Beth Phoenix versus Karma. Yeah. Everybody fucking wanted it, and it never happened. Yeah, because what didn't Karma go get pregnant and have a kid, and now she's gone? Yeah, she had a kid, and they said you're fired. <laughs> well, whatever. I think they could spend the money better somewhere else. Yeah, but man, that would have been that would have been just that would have been a very very entertaining because Beth Phoenix is built like a brick shit house. She is. I mean, you know, for for those chicks, those were two girls that could have thrown down and put some uh, put some weight behind it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and you know the thing about Beth is she's cut too. Yeah, and Karma, or what was her name in TNA? Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong. I thought they should have stuck with that. That's a little racist, if you ask me. <laughs> Um. All right, let's move on to. We'll talk about they did this week on the WWE Network. They covered the top ten best entrances. Yes, they did. So let's run down their quick list, and then let's do uh, it. me and you can riff off of one of our own here. I will do. I gladly. Gladly. Um, ten. They got coming in the Sandman. That's my dude right there. That's what. Um, nine, we've got Gold Dust. Eight, they've ranked Ultimate Warrior. Seven, Chris Jericho. Now I take it they're taking Jer- Chris Jericho from WWE uh, entrance. Correct. Yeah, because his, <laughs> his yeah. WCW entrances uh, were during a commercial. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> six was Rey Mysterio. Fifty-five, Triple H. Again, I think they're going with the King of Kings, Triple H, not the uh, the white snob Triple H, where he's bowing and. They're going with the Curtsying. water spitting fella. <laughs> water spitting jean jacket fella. Yeah. Four, we've got Goldberg. Three, Stone Cold. Two, DX. And one, The Undertaker. All right, I think we both can agree number one will not change. Yeah, I mean, he gives you a damn good entrance that does give you goosebumps. So, all right, so we're going to leave number one at Taker. So let's kick it back down to number 10. Number 10. 
Who do you got for ten? Bill Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg. Uh, I I can't I can't disagree with you there. Again, we make for a crappy radio conversation here, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, he. Um, I'll be honest with you, I might even throw him at eleven and just get him out of the whole damn list. Are we rearranging this list? Or are we going to just throw in all our own our own fellas? Our own. I just think Bill right. Goldberg at number ten because what he did, nobody nobody stood there in the pyro. Then again, he like an idiot. He inhaled the smoke. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not good for you. But so, I mean, uh, so Marty Jannetty should be informing me of his death not too long from now. Yes, Marty Jannetty keeps me informed of all the wrestlers' deaths as you follow him on Facebook. He uh, he'll post it instantly. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know he knew how to use a computer. To yes, do you follow Marty Jannetty on Facebook? I I don't even follow myself on Facebook. I would definitely go friend Marty Jannetty on Facebook. He will accept your friend request, and his posts are hilarious. He has a pet monkey, and he talks about him a lot. It's very strange. Um, all right, I will friend <laughs> I will friend Marty Jannetty. <laughs> That's your homework for the week, people. We're going to blow up <laughs> Marty Gennetti's oh, Facebook. Yes. Occupy Gennetti. Occupy Gennetti. <laughs> uh, but Goldberg, he, you know, he stood, well, he stood in, the, uh, you know, in the pyro, then he breathed out the smoke, and then after that you just had this almost beast unleashed. Yeah, blowing the smoke out his nose. It was almost close to the, uh, the bull that comes out for the Almatadors. <laughs> Oh man, fucking little Chico Santana, whatever his name is. Chico Santana. <laughs> uh, man, no, I'm done. I'm not even talking about Primo and Epico. We're, move, we're moving on from there. Number nine. Number nine. Um, nine. I just know who I have to put in this list. Okay. And I want to put RVD in this list, but I want to put RVD from ECW in this list. I want to put RVD from WWE on this list. All right, fine. We'll split the difference. We'll just put RVD in all together. Boom. I want RVD from WWE because his music, you know, that guitar riff, and then boom, and then it, says, then it literally says one of a kind. Then comes out this literally one of a kind athlete that we may never ever see again. Yeah, he was something special, but I think that you know that ECW had that raw something raw to it there with that Pantera, and he's coming out oh. and he's you know the whole crowd's pointing at their back and they're chanting RVD and I don't know it's just the the whole thing when he, you know the entrance was the crowd is what made the entrance when they're repeating the whole fucking show and they're Plus, screaming it. The manager of champions. Bill Alfonso. Mr. Bill Alfonso. I need a whistle right now. <laughs> he needs a dentist. He did need a dentist. <laughs> uh, so, all right, we'll slap RVD on this list. We're going to put him at number nine? Yeah, so so Bob in there at number nine. At number eight, I honestly, I want to say Gold Dust. Gold Dust had, I can, I'll agree, I'll agree with Gold Dust. I'm trying I mean, to think you guys had these hot intros and, you know. Gold Dust. Goldust was good, yeah. I got nothing against Goldust. You he, know who? He, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. He he just he just changed it. You know, he had the blonde hair, the the wit, the he had the he had the robe and a boa. He did all in all in one. I liked how the screen would cut to like the different screen yeah. ratio to give it that Hollywood feel, that like sixteen by nine, that you know. <laughs> Plus Terry Runnels and her massive cans. Yes, Terry, with, with her big cigar that was awkward. Moving on. All right, so then the gold dust. Um, I know you're not a fan, and they left him off of here, but mankind, not mankind, Mick Foley. That that car crash. That 
and like that music would hit. I mean, the crowd would pop. I don't know. There was something there. It, it worked. I mean, I know you're not the hugest, you know, Mick fan, but I, 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 I think it did work because I'll, you know, Mick Foley's known for breaking his body. You hear that car crash? Got the guitar riff, you, and out comes this guy. You just punched over. Yeah, and you just knew what was happening. There was no question on who was coming in. Mm-hmm. So we got number seven at uh, good old Mick Foley appearing at the Tampa Improv May 15th. <laughs> Are you going to go see him? Probably not. I, th- I was almost going to go see him over when he was here in Detroit. I was going to make my way to the Mark Ridley Comedy Castle and see him, but it just didn't work out. Um, it's I think it's a softball night, to be honest with you. Um, six? I can move Mysterio just right to six. All right. Oh, that'll be your list, not mine. What would you put? At number six. Uh, Come on. When, I mean, Mysterio. I don't know. Mysterio's entrance was great, though. He pops out of the floor and flies in the air. Bika, Bika, six one nine. I will go a little old school and go with the ravishing one. Ravishing one. Ravishing Rick Rude. He did. All right. I, I can't take that away from you. I mean, we could go back real old school. You know, I mean, who else had a great entrance? Val Venus, the the 2000s version of Rick Rude. Exactly, Rick Rude. The way he did it, he was just he had the, he had the hair, you know, the the porn stash, and he, the, the his tights. His, his uh, tights always had to me different on them. Exactly. To me, it wasn't so much the entrance. Like I could be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't remember Rick Rude's music off the top of my head. It doesn't click. Uh, if I was to hear it, it would probably come too. But what was it? What was for me was the speech after he came out when he was in the ring, and they were giving yeah. the mic, and he's like, "Oh, you fat, out of shape." Yes. You know, he'd go through the whole thing, then he'd I'd take my robe off for so your women can see a real man, and he'd, exactly. he'd do that whole thing, and he'd have the something airbrushed on there, whether it was the IC title or Jake the Snake and his wife on his ass, and or the warrior's face. The warrior's face. It was all weird and awkward, and his pimply back from all the steroids he was doing it was <laughs> I, I i still dug it because it was a revolutionary it's kind of ahead of its time and uh, you know back then you know, that was considered pushing, racy pushing the envelope exactly what i was trying to get out of my mouth it kind of pushed pushed the envelope a little bit so now we're at number five um and you know and i'm just thinking i'm thinking all over the place and um I just think about things like what I take into consideration when I'm look, thinking about these things is I think about who gave me um, a moment or who gave me like I knew it was happening the instant it hit like name that tune in one second you know it and you knew you knew it was happening yes. and that's what I think about when I think of a top ten entrance so okay. just somebody who pops in my head I'm not ranking them right away but that's not on here is John Cena oh yeah because the the whatever is that. <laughs> you just know what's yeah. happening. Then all of a sudden, the Price is Right music comes on, and you know. It's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another this guy comes running out. That's kind of like Daniel Bryan or even Hulk Hogan. You know, you hear that dan dan boom. You know, it's you know Hogan. Um, but if we're for ranking categories, for me number five, um, I would I'd throw Y two J. You're gonna put him all the way at five. So you know me, I'm 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 a mark for Mister Y two J himself. So I was looking at putting him maybe about three, but you know we'll go on from there. Agree right, to so disagree on that one. All right, so but I'm just but see, I get caught up in my Mark syndrome where I'm 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 marking out over, over Chris himself. Well, you said you said you know because that brings us to number four, and you said that you hear that one thing that immediately sets something off. Yes. Go break a window. What do you think of? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, Austin's got to be. Because we're coming down to the nitty gritty, and I got I got a curveball coming up here. So you're gonna, I can't disagree with Austin. I mean, he has a, there's a classic one. I mean, I'm in these these superstars that stand out in my head. You know, I mean, The Rock had uh, his his music could kick on, but it was it was so much of a give me. It was just you know him just yelling, and I don't know. It wasn't that exactly what I'm thinking about when I think of that moment that all of a sudden something's gonna happen. See, to me, The Rock, the most lackluster thing about him was his entrance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't anything, yes. but you knew it was happening when the music came on, but it didn't yeah. pop you. Yes. Um, Again, because I'm a mark, I got to throw um, CM Punk somewhere in the list. So okay, all right. So we, we got we got four to go. We're at number four. All right. Got to got to give me someone. We've kind of been alternating here. So well, then I'm gonna give CM Punk at number four. Yeah. All right. Well, at number three, I'm gonna go with Mr. Blood, Sweat, and Beers. The Sandman. The Sandman. And the funny thing is about the Sandman, the entrance was the absolute best part about his stick. If you watch his match, if you can watch a Sandman match. He's the only guy that was bleeding before he got into the <laughs> ring. <laughs> he can't, dude, alright, you don't need, here's, the, here's a budget for like a John Cena entrance at WrestleMania. You need like a hundred grand. <laughs> you had to get all these uh, wrestlers to play fake mobsters that ride around in cars. and Here's the budget for a Sandman entrance anywhere. Go to your local store, get a six pack of Bud, a pack of Marlboros. You're set. Yeah, you just, uh, you just got to come up with some way to either pay for the rights to use a Metallica song or just come up with something else like they did in WCW. But <laughs> And just give, you know, say, here's your six-pack, here's your Marlboros, let me light your first one for you, let's call it good. Yeah, I mean, I, then, Sandman had an entrance that you couldn't. And his matches absolutely fucking sucked. Well, he wasn't even a wrestler. He was a construction worker electrician that yeah. would get high and drunk on the weekends and bleed for money. Yep, so that brings us down to number two. Number two. Since we know who number one is. Number one, we're sticking with good old... I can't, I can't knock it. I mean, can't knock mean, Mark, mean Mark himself. Mean Mark Callis. I cannot, I cannot mark, you know. I mean, I was thinking about throwing Zeus in at number two, but... I decided. <laughs> Debo, um, you know, I don't know. I'm gonna throw it out here. We can argue about it. You can discuss it. You may accept it, but I'm gonna throw out the New World Order. Which version? Just the the group New World Order, not Hogan's New World Order music, but just the you would just hear that. Bow, bow, bow. You know, what I'm saying it would just hit in and a new 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 World Order. It would just. Uh, I like. Yeah, that's a remix. Um, I li- yeah, I liked it. You would hear um, all the samples in there. It was, again, um, it was something that was done before its time almost. It was uh, early. Be- well, it was in its time of pop culture, that sound, and that, but it wasn't in time of wrestling. It was, you know, people taking things and sound bites and re-editing them and just kind of slapping it together, but it sounded right. It just fit the crew that it was, you know, and what it was supposed to be, that kind of gang mentality, if you will. It, it, yes, it, it fits. I thought if you're gonna say the Wolf Pack, I was gonna tell you to stop talking. No, that that, was that's, stupid. that stupid rap song they used that they stole. Yeah, yeah that was stupid. I I liked it. The bl- you always see, you always see kind of like Scott Hall almost gliding out, gliding out, and Nash with his fist in the air, and Hogan would be playing his either his weightlifting belt or his heavyweight championship belt, whatever he happened to be wearing at the time, like a guitar. Yeah. 
and then it, when they had Dennis everybody's Rodman, everybody's shirt cut up the sides because they were so big they couldn't just pull them over. They had to rip them, and you know everybody's yes, just so were, cut. They were so jacked. Yes, and you then you incorporate Dennis Rodman and his his fucking seven foot frame, throwing his arms in the air. Um, I'm gonna mention a few people that were left off the list. That's the hard part. You can sit here and talk about this all day. There's great people that were left off the list. I'll give you five. Go. Booker T. Booker T. Okay. Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, I mean that Nirvana song kicks in now. DD. Now did Adam? I'm having a brain fart. Did DDP? What did he use as his entrance in WWE? I don't remember. Are you? So you're just talking WCW time? Yes. All right. We we left off Stone Cold Steve Austin. We discussed it, but it was it, yes, yes. It was it was it was thrown out there. Yeah, um, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean Hogan's Hogan though. It's kind of that's this like that's like the cheap way out. Well, yeah. I mean, he kind of revolutionized, you know, kind of kind of kind of changed things. And then that brings us to the last one. And I have to say, uh, the ultimate idiot. The warrior, good old, good old Jim Helwig. Yeah. Uh, what is his name now? Oh hell, I don't know. Warrior? Didn't he just change it to Warrior? Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. What about? Uh, <laughs> you'll love this one. What about Bam Bam? <laughs> oh, Ham Ham Gigolo. Bam Bam. I mean, he knew see, what was happening, right? Yeah, you're gonna see a fat guy with tattoos on his head walk drink. <laughs> If that's the case, I'll fucking throw out Doink the Clown. <laughs> or even, um, we talked about it earlier, Razor, Scott, when he was Razor. Yeah, the that. Car, the car crash, and here he comes gliding out. Yeah, that. I don't think that, that was supposed to be a car crash, though. That's what I sound like to me. It sounded very, just very much like Mankind's entrance there, um, but I think it was supposed to be like the cutting of something, like the Razor cutting through, like, you know, like, like gliding through it. I think that's well, what they were going with. As far as I'm concerned, they failed. <laughs> At least that's how I always took it. I took razor and cutting, and it sounded like something was cutting. To me, to me, uh, when I when I cut things, it doesn't sound like that. When I hear car wrecks, <laughs> you kind of hear tires squeal. It kind of sounds a little more like that. Yeah, to me, it does. Um, but I'm glad I'm glad we got um, Rob on that list. Yeah. So, you're a frequenter. Um, of the old internet rumor boards, the dirt sheets, if you will, the wrestle zones, the wrestling rumors, the whatever. There's a ten thousand of them backstage wrestling, all these sites out there. What is the hot gossip this week, Steve? I am not very happy with what I read about who they plan to push after WrestleMania. Who is this? Um, Super Cena. Daniel Bryan, Batista, Bray Wyatt, and Orton. That's that's the go-to guys right now. Those are their go-to guys. Uh, odd man out is Roman Reigns. See now, the reason why I say I don't fucking like it hasn't that been like the last eight years. Well, that's what I'm saying. What was the list again? You had Cena on there, obviously. I mean, you you know he's going nowhere. He's their money. He's yeah. He he's the guy. Yeah. Cena. Um, Battista. Except Cena. That's just fact. What, like him, hate him, whatever. Deal with it. Yeah, Cena. All right, Cena, Bray Wyatt. Bray, I mean, they got to be happy about that. They got, I'm, I I do like it. And Daniel Bryan. 
Okay, so you're happy with those. I mean, that those three are a given and uh, were, or, you know, not necessarily a given. Cena was a given. The other two are good, and hopefully they work with it. Batista will have the strap at SummerSlam. Yeah, I he, mean. He, he will have it. Whether he loses it there, I don't know, but he will have the belt at SummerSlam. I was very happy, though, on Raw that they addressed the Batista, that, uh, you know, giving it to Daniel Bryan's click of uh, – Occupy raw guys that you know they're the ones that they, coined the phrase Bootista. I'm not sure if that's exactly how it happened, but nonetheless, they 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 acknowledged it, which I thought was hilarious. Here's why I boo Bootista. He doesn't deserve it. He's just Hunter's buddy. Yeah. Um. It was. Yeah. I I I can't stand him, so I don't I don't I, I didn't like him before. Um. I was happy when he quit. You know, I was glad that he was gone for a while. It didn't even notice, really. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I I, yeah. I moved on. Then he came back, and I was like, ugh, here we go again. Just This this guy again, really? I mean, come on. And um, I don't yes. know if he knows wrestling's a work. Dude, that guy, he's an asshole. He, do, he trashes the locker room, trashes the product. That's what I'm Publicly. saying, like. Yeah, he's like beating, you know, throwing guys under the bus on Twitter, and you know, I don't know. It's not like it was when he left. You know, social media is social media now, and it it does exist and it does affect things. And when you're burying guys, you know, I don't know, whatever. He sucks. Move on. Yes, and then and then, um, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. Yeah, well, you know, RKO had a lot of talent um, prospects. You know, I don't know. He could have went somewhere, done something if he could have kept his nose clean, um, not hanging out with Jack Swagger. Yeah, because he's on two strikes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's uh, they've they've taken away his personality. He had one. Well, you know, he had something. He had that cocky thing going for him, and and not in he doesn't. Ha- in, I was waiting for you to argue with me and say that he's cocky now, but he's not cocky now. He's whiny now. The character is a little different than what I. You know than what Randy Orton was built upon he's before. The, it was he's not the legend killer. Not the anymore. legend killer. Yeah, that guy taunting you and he's like, you know, take it to the ring. Now it's always like he's hiding behind something. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a super villain. He's the man behind the curtain. Yeah. I don't know. Don't, so that's don't. where I'm. I'm kind of add on that. I just think that they could have done something with him years ago and. He, him, they, everybody pissed the moment away. You know, whatever happened, yep. happened. Uh, I just don't get it anymore. Whether not saying it's too late that they can rebuild him, but I think it's, it can't. He just can't be shoved at your face. Randy Orton is a permanent heel. Yeah, he will always natural. He, he's he's yeah, absolutely like RVD is a permanent face. Cena is a permanent face. He's a natural heel. Just let him do that, but let him let him. Just let him be him. Exactly. And everything will be A-okay. He's he's kind of the odd man out in this WrestleMania main event. He's I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, like I said, I think they could rebuild him. I think they could, re, you know, something different. But he's got to do, I don't know what they got to do. They got to, he, 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 he needs to be in the, you know, you hate to throw around the terms that are thrown around so much with the eras, but the, you know, RKO would have rocked out in the Attitude Era, I think, um, given free reign to say whatever the heck he wanted to say at any moment. Uh, yeah, he would. I think he would have thrived and, and survived in in the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it would have been it would have been absolute money. 
but you know they're so it's so corporate now and so you know everything's so tied up with you know obviously like you know if it's if you don't make money you can't pay guys i understand you know that what they're doing and why they do these things that you know little kids make you know make parents pay lots of money yes they yes they do and um that's why that's why i guess that's why cena's on top because he sells the most t-shirts he does it's just you know it's old school man whoever sells the most t-shirts wins and it's kind of back to the 80s and that was when hogan was selling the most t-shirts and warrior sold the most t-shirts yep and then so on and so forth exactly uh, and austin sold the most t-shirts and his were cheaper his, I just I just bought an Austin three sixteen shirt. I wore it today. <laughs> just a black one with the white writing. Yeah, I wore it today. So, that's just uh, you know it is what it is. So back to we were discussing internet rumors is what's got us off on that tangent. Yes, that so, was my one for the week. Whether you like it or not, I don't care. I didn't like it. That's who you know they're pushing. So let me go over one more time who they were pushing. We're gonna get Cena, Daniel Bryan, Batista. Yes. Um, who was the other guy you said? Orton. Randy Orton. Was that and it? Bray, and Bray Wyatt. Oh, Bray Wyatt. So, what do you got? Three out of five? <laughs> three out of five. I'm, uh, but, damn it. No, I want it all. <laughs> I want my cake and I want to eat it too. Exactly. And I don't even eat cake. Um, I want to yeah, know what that saying means, to be honest with you. I was discussing that with somebody the other day. This is completely off wrestling. But if I want my cake and eat it too, why would I want cake if I can't eat it? You know, what, are you going to sit there and stare at it? <laughs> I've never ordered cake and not eaten it. If I order cake, damn it, I'm eating it. <laughs> Where exactly have you ordered cake? Well, Who orders yeah. cake? Actually, I've never ordered. Well, you know, maybe I ordered one for a birthday party. <laughs> we, we both know that's not true. <laughs> I've never ordered a cake or made a cake in my life. I, touche, me neither. I've ate many a cake. I have put away some cake. <laughs> uh, not, so much, not so much anymore, but... um. I've never ordered a cake. Well, I've ordered a pancake before. Not just one, like a couple. Maybe, maybe that counts. Pancake um, Jackson or whatever it was. Pancake Patterson. Pancake Patterson. Uh, yeah, flattening fools. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, well, was there anything else that you wanted to discuss, go over, refer yeah. back to? Yeah, I do. What I'm you got? A question of the week at you. Oh, question of the week question of the week and this is a legit question what you got what would you really do if hulkamania was about to run wild on you (laughs) this is the stupidest question (laughs) well what what would you do what would you really do what would i honestly do i would probably smile (laughs) as hulk hogan is in my presence and getting ready to either hit me with a boot and drop a big leg on me. You know he's gonna he's gonna hulk up with his. Um, I would tear my shirt off like Hogan. <laughs> would it be cut though? Yes, I would have a I'd have a gimmick shirt. <laughs> you can't do it without a cut. I would hope. I used to when I was little. I used to ha- try and convince my grandma to make me a shirt that I could rip, but that was like rebuildable with like Velcro, so I could do it over and over again. Oh wow! I I've been I've been able, in fits of rage. I've been able to do it without a cut. Oh, I could do it without a cut. I'm not an asshole. I'm just. <laughs> um, but that is a legit question. What would you? I mean, um, many many people have at, been asked that question, and not Nobody. one is not one has ever answered it. So so you you're like a pioneer right now. <laughs> I pioneer. I'm telling you, 
seven seven year old Brian would be the happiest son of a bitch there ever was. Well, too bad you're not seven; you're thirty. Exactly. Inside, I'd be smiling and just happy that Hulk Hogan is going to kick me in the face. I think he could. Yeah, he doesn't lift his leg up that high. Uh, what do you want? Five nine. Uh, five six and a half and three quarters. Five, All right, so five five. <laughs> what, what would you do if Hulkamania were to run wild on you? I would try. I. You can't answer this question, you asshole. It's a good question, isn't it? Yes, it's a wonderful question. One to ponder on. Hulk okay. Hogan being running wild on you. I don't know. What does that even mean? I, I don't know. Ask him. Ask him. Just call him up. Hey, Terry. Like, what up, Terry? Linda wanted me to ask you a question. <laughs> did, you, you know, did Hulk Hogan run wild on her? Did, <laughs> did he run wild? You know, what, is it, what does it mean? To, what does it mean to have Hulkamania run wild in your definition? Hulkamania to run wild? I think it would just be getting your ass kicked by the Hulkster. Okay. That's, that's, the way, that's the way I always took it. You were just going to get beat up. By, by Hulk Hogan. By Hulk Hogan and the Hulkamaniacs. I heard Hulk Hogan is going to be an, uh, an American ambassador to Syria. Wow. All right. Well, you got that going for you. Zach Galifianakis interviewed President Obama. Oh, I saw that between the two ferns or whatever they called it. <laughs> yes, and he uh, said, why is Hulk Hogan the ambassador to Syria? And then he asked him, um, what is it like to be the last black president? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, that was that was my question of the week. Did you see that... Uh... CM Punk is being billed on the uh, Talking Dead, the show that airs after The Walking Dead. They discuss what's happening on the TV show. He's being billed on that show for this coming week under his real name. Phil Brooks. Yeah. He was originally being billed um, before he, before the quote-unquote work or whatever shoot walkout as CM Punk, and uh, he was taken off. He was supposed to be on either this week or the week before, I believe, something along those lines and uh he was taken off and now he's back on being advertised but he's being advertised as Phil Brooks, Brooks also known as CM Punk but they're using really? his real, yeah they're throwing around they're using his real name but they're saying the CM Punk thing they did say also known as CM Punk or something along those lines but or you may have known him as CM Punk I wonder if he owns his name I would I would have hoped he kept it out of all that like he came in with it like Oops. I mean Vince's Vince's Vince. got a lot of money and he can make you say yes to things you don't want to do. You can write a check. Yeah, I mean Forbes just listed him as a billionaire again. Again. Um, again, yeah. Um man, I don't even know if he knows his name. I, I might you know, I tell you what, I, I might research the fact that he if he owns his name. I might research that. Alright, we'll bring it up to the we'll bring it up next week if CM Punk actually owns that name. Or Phil Brooks owns the name CM Punk. Yes, I guess uh, with that said, um, we would like to, you know, just give a, you know, thanks to anybody uh, listening to this week's episode of the BS uh, Wrestling Report. Just remember, like Brian said, he is at uh, Rampa Brian. Nope, Brian Rampa. At, see, see, he caught me there, and I'm at Darn Buffalo 55. That Darn Buffalo 55. See you later. Next time, BS Wrestling Report.